Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. We are um, very happy to have Lisa Hannawalt and Molly Lambert here. Uh, Lisa Hannawalt will be coming up to a presentation, and then she'll be joined afterward by uh, Molly Lambert. Uh, Lisa Hannawalt is a creator of the upcoming Netflix original series Tuca and Birdie, as well as a producer and production designer of the Netflix original series Bojack Horseman. Her quarterly food column for Lucky Peach won her a James Beard Award for humor. And Hannah Walt's first collection, withdrawn in quarterly, was the, was the critically acclaimed My Dirty Dumb Eyes. She co-hosts the podcast Baby Geniuses with comedian M- Emily Heller. Uh, later on, she'll be joined by Molly Lappert, who's a writer in and from Los Angeles, who's working on websites like Grandland and NBC News. She currently conducts interviews for the New York Times Magazine's talk column. Please welcome Lisa Hannawalt. On switch. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Okay. Alright. I'm going to read some diary comics first. Uh, and then I'm going to read a chapter from Coyote Dog Girl, and then me and Molly are going to have a chat. Um, Alright. Inglorious Bastards. Uh, today, my friend Raphael told me his theory about the movie Inglorious Bastards. It's spelled that way by mistake because Tarantino is a notoriously bad speller, which I didn't know that was true. And he's such a big deal, uh, nobody wanted to correct or contradict him, and so that's why the movie is spelled that way. That's my theory. And I was like, hmm, imagine having that kind of power. Uh, what would my movie be titled? Coming soon. Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Diarrhea Silhouettes. <laughs> oh, this is a true story. My tits hurt. Ow. Why? <laughs> click, click. I'm looking at my phone here. Wow. Hmm. Oh. Hormone app. Today your tits are gonna hurt. <laughs> this happens like every month. <laughs> physical therapy. I went to a physical therapist from my carpal tunnel uh, and she pointed out that my rib cage is high? Huh? <laughs> she was like, you spend all day inhaling and you never exhale. I do, I don't. Yes, you hold your breath when you're stressed out. 
It's like, I don't say. So anyways, I'm 35 years old and I have to relearn how to breathe because I was doing breathing wrong. <laughs> I have to do these boring physical therapy exercises I've only actually done like three times. They're really bad. Uh, I feel like I have to relearn a lot of basic physicality because spending 30 years ignoring my body and living with, in my head is catching up with me. You need to stop sitting like that. Shut up. Meanwhile, it's like pain, pain, pain. What even? So if I want to feel okay, I, like this is like a moth storytelling. I'm like, and then I realized if I want to feel okay, I need to just spend time just being in my body, like exercise and dance and stretch. These drawings could be funnier. Uh, relax. Uh, the physical therapist also said, your pelvis is so tight, it's spasming. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah. Interesting, but I thought it was definitely tight from holding in farts all day. <laughs> and that was all the diary comics. <laughs> we can pull up the Western music now. Oh, yeah. All right, coyote dog girl. Shit. We are being pursued by guys. If you get tired or break a leg, I will be fucking screwed. You could easily kill us both if you wanted to. I am only controlling you in theory. My trusty steed, my friend. Easy now. This way. Good pony. I gotta get from point A to point B and you're my only way of accomplishing it. There's something so fun about this. <laughs> Gives me this juicy feeling. Ah. I wanna go faster and faster, frankly. Yeah, get. Wee. Does the pressure of the bit in your mouth feel good? I wonder. Do you really love me or am I just all you have? <laughs> This is like a common thing to say to a pet. <laughs> Love you. Boy, my ass is sore from riding you all day, but I will wake up tomorrow excited to get back in that saddle. Hey, come here. Hey, pony pony. You know something? You make me feel special. It's so flattering to be sniffed by a tame animal. You're gathering information about me, showing interest. Hey, come back here. <laughs> well, she shouldn't be. Do not wander off and get bit by a snake, you dummy. Better get a move on. We're a team. We're a family. This is a symbiotic thing. Look, it's still those guys. This way. We're losing them now. Let us keep moving briskly. No time to smell the desert poppies and San Rabena. I'm not gonna do the horse noise. <laughs> okay. Why not? 
What is it, Red? Ah, what the? Shit! Shitty! Damn! Sorry, buddy. Ugh. I am truly hurt. I am wasted. There's dirt in my ears. I am dreaming. Am I dead? No. Hi. Bet you missed that little red horse of yours, huh? Sigh. I will give you a tour of our best ponies. Mm-hmm. Yuka is the cleverest. Butte is the bravest. Soot is the smoothest ride. Sweetie Face is fastest. <laughs> I could just do this forever. <laughs> I wanted like 80 pages of just horse names. <laughs> Snakey is fast and sneaky. Tom Tom's personality is pretty similar to Soot's. You know, they're both horses. <laughs> Honey has magical powers. Just kidding. This item is just a significant part of our ceremonial and religious practices. So, want to take one or two for a spin? have a way with horses. <laughs> Very impressive equitation dog girl. Uh, I think I reopened my wounds. Could you bandage me up again? And that's that. <laughs> Thank you. Molly, come on up here. This is great. Hello. I feel like I get to bid on the showcase now. <laughs> oh no. Oh, did no. I do that? No, I think I did that. Oh man. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> oh. These chairs are very tall. This is comfy. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Hi. Like, hey, everybody. Close to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like podcasting. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out tonight. Let's have another round of applause for Coyote Dog Girl. So, Lisa, I wanted to ask you, what kind of westerns do you like? Oh, I like all kinds. Um... I think my favorite is the Coen Brothers remake of True Grit, because uh, it's really funny and weird, and uh, it like, moves at a good clip. Like A lot of Westerns are really boring, um, and they go way too slow. Um, but I, I like like 
the classic like John Ford westerns too, like Searchers and uh, Stagecoach. Was that what you were thinking about when you were getting ready for Coyote Dog Girl? Yeah, when I was preparing myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was watching a lot of westerns, uh, like Sergio Leone movies at the time, and I was also thinking a lot about horses as usual. And I thought these two things could be combined. Like, <laughs> I feel like in westerns they don't usually like name the horses or acknowledge them enough. So um, I could make a western where it's a lot about the horse. <laughs> um, so I kind of made like the first that first chapter that I read, and I didn't think it was going to be like a long graphic novel. Uh, I just kind of kept adding to it. You were like, what genre has the most horses in it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've asked you about this before, but you've kind of said that you've been obsessed with horses for as long as you can possibly remember. Yeah, it was like cats, 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 and then I took a riding lesson when I was eight, and then it was horses, horses. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I like in the book you also kind of talk about that thing with a pet where you're like, do you love me? Or yeah. Am I just the person that feeds you? Yeah, are you just a parasite who's really good at making me think you love me? Or but whatever. You, give, you give the horse its own identity. Yeah. Um, the horse is like somewhat ambivalent towards her. Yeah, well, it's a horse. Yeah. Horses have that kind of prehistoric thing where you really can't tell what they're thinking. Sometimes you can and often you can't. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a, like a mean person. You're like, do you like me? Come on. <laughs> This is your first uh, narrative graphic novel, is yeah. that fair to say? Yeah. Were you thinking about that you wanted to do something longer form? No. I think if I thought about that, it would have like paralyzed me. Yeah. Because uh, my books are mostly, up until now, have been a complete mishmash of shorter pieces. Um, so I made this the same way, where I made, them, made it in chunks, and then it just kind of happened to tie together into a longer story. Um, how were you able to stop yourself from drawing 800 pages of horses with cute names? I just ran out of time. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, that could be a different book, like the horse names book. Uh, I feel like this book, at some point, people will want to like get on with the narrative and like find out what happens to the character. I'm like, okay, fine. I did feel like I could also use like an almanac to go with it, though, of just like more of just like drawings of things that you find along the way. Cause yeah. I love that you kept all that stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like a page that's just stuff she took along with her in her knapsack and like, I just love books that have things like that. Yeah. Almanacs. I think True Grit, the original, had like a map in the first page, like a kid's book when it has like, here's the territory. And oh, like, the book did? The Charles yeah, Boyce book? Yeah, yeah. Just like, gotta get to there. I made the map, that was like the last thing I made for this book because at the last second I was like, this book could be one of those books with a map in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the best books. Uh, so then I was like, going back through the story, like, okay, so then she went here and like, oh, she just went in a big circle. Okay. Well, I like all your stuff has that thing where it could almost be like a kid's thing and then there's something really filthy in it. I know. And then I'm like, I could take that thing out and have this be for like a wider audience, but I don't want to. No, so. and also mm. cool, cool kids will read it anyway because they'll be like, oh, I want to read about that coyote girl that rides a horse. Yeah. And then they'll be like, why did she write pussy lips in this part? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They'll learn eventually. I couldn't allow myself to edit it out. <laughs> That's what's great, though, is that it's such like a pure distillation of kind of your voice and style. Yeah, really. that's true. That's great. Uh, speaking of which, you have a show coming out yeah. on Netflix that is a show that you are the showrunner of. That's right. Um, called Tuca and Birdie. Could you tell me a little bit about how that came Thank about? Thank you. Yeah. That was nice. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It stars Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong, and they play birds. <laughs> 
Um, there's a toucan and a songbird. Cool. Yeah. I can't say a ton more about it yet. Like, Netflix is like, nah, keep it secret. Like, we yeah. like to be mysterious. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll come out sometime next year, probably. Cool. Uh, and you did all the character design and stuff for that, too? Uh, uh, Alison Dubois did a lot of the character cool. design and stuff. She's the art director. Um, and you're saying that it's like, it's not in the BoJack universe, but it's like adjacent to the BoJack universe. There's animal people. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's people with bird heads. It's anthropomorphized. Have you ever tried to draw not animal people? You mean just regular people? Just beef? to see what happens? I've drawn regular people. And then you put and I've drawn on them. regular animals, but it gets a little boring. <laughs> and when you draw regular people, it always looks like a specific person, right? So, like, if you just move the eyes slightly, suddenly it looks like that guy that you remember from, like, second grade. Or if you, you know, raise the mouth up, suddenly it looks like that guy you dated or whatever. Um, it's, like, very, spe- we're very, like, attuned to human faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come with all these, like, preconceived notions about what that kind of person looks like. Um, so when I'm creating a character, I like to use animal heads because it's, like... I don't know. Do you have like preconceived notions about pink dogs? <laughs> dog what, coyote mixes? What made you pick a coyote dog mix? I don't know. It's like something I sketched in my sketchbook and then I just liked the way it looked and wanted to keep doing a story about her. And originally it was a male character actually. Um, he was a man and then I thought there's no reason this can't be a woman. So I just threw a sports bra on her. That's what they <laughs> that's literally how they made Alien. Right? Did they? <laughs> yeah, they wrote it for a dude and then somebody was like, what if? Yeah. A lady in a sports bra. I didn't have to change a single line. I was like, this, yeah. That's great. Because it was coming from me anyways. I'm like, I don't know. That's well, like weird. when people are like, how do you write female characters? It's like you write a male character and then you change the name. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. It's hard. There are things that are specific to, to female characters, but often not. Well, I liked, you know, I feel like in Westerns, you mentioned True Grit, but it's like, you know, there's not a lot of Westerns where a woman is the main character, although I guess... Yeah. Once Upon a Time in the West, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. There's that one with Sharon Stone, the the quick and the dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've and, seen and Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> in it. Yeah, I like those ones. I like yeah, where... Yeah, that one was fun. The 90s Westerns were fun. Right, because sometimes with Westerns, people are like, well, it's got to be like super historically accurate. Mm. It's like, no, it doesn't. None of them are, so why would you start now? And yours is really like a deconstruction of some of the yeah. tropes of Westerns. That yeah, I don't care about it being accurate to anything. <laughs> <laughs> do you see a lot of coyotes in Los Angeles? I do. Yeah. They, they come out and about at night. Yeah. I like to kind of look at them and like befriend them across the, the human animal barrier. Yeah. Uh, What's that movie with like Tom Cruise and Oh, collateral. It's very collateral. (laughs) That's my favorite (laughs) moment in all of film. It's it's, it's amazing. Because, like, it's such an action movie, but then just suddenly there's, like, a coyote at night. Yeah. It's a good L.A. moment. That's how I feel when you see a coyote at night. It's cliched, but you're like, wow. We're having a connection. The coyote's just like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Do you have food, please? Um, I was going to ask you a very controversial question about what do you think the top three cutest baby animals are? Oh, my God. Um, oh my god, that's so hard. <laughs> that's why I gave you three. I'm like inventing animals in my head. I like uh, like a corgi maybe, or like a like a husky <laughs> would be very cute as a puppy. 
I like puppies. I think puppies are like just win every time. And especially when they grow up to be a big dog, but then when they're small, they're like tiny versions of a big dog. Oh, they're so cute. The best, like bulldog puppies. And have you seen baby birds? Those I like or baby parrots. Those tell, aren't they? They're not that cute. <laughs> <laughs> they look like monsters. Well, you told me a story once before that I'll make you tell the audience about what you think is really cool about toucans that made you. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, when I made up the character of Tuca, it was because I was watching a nature documentary, and the toucans were reaching their beaks into other birds' nests to eat their eggs. And so these other birds were, like, desperately making their nests longer and longer so that the toucans couldn't reach the eggs, but they still got them, and then they would just throw them up in the air and gobble them. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is such a bratty bird. I really relate to it. <laughs> That's how I am with food, so I get it. <laughs> But it's such a good visual gag too for someone who's a cartoonist about yeah. just like making it long the nest longer and longer and yeah it's great nature is fucking crazy nature <laughs> is crazy do you think there will be an extended universe of coyote dog girl because i definitely finished it being like i would like to see the next adventure yeah i think there could be more um this one i kind of just wrapped it up because i was like if i don't finish this in like a hundred or so more pages it's never gonna get done because it was <laughs> taking me so long to do it and i was like doing it whenever i was on hiatus from other things and um but yeah i kind of would like to do more cool yeah um well when do you know when Tuca and birdie is coming out i or? don't yeah sometime in the future and bojack like animating it and stuff yeah it takes a while <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes a really long time to animate stuff is what I've yeah it does you have animation. to draw everything <laughs> <laughs> i like it surprises me every time um like when you see a character do something in a cartoon someone had to draw that yeah, and just like if you take something out of a purse and then you turn it, someone had to draw every pose of that object. You told me that when you were starting like, Bojack, that you got in trouble for drawing complicated patterns on sweaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone was mad at me for a while, and I couldn't tell why because no one was telling me. They were just like, Ugh. and like they just wouldn't say hi in the hallway. I'm like, what's up? Why does everyone hate me at work? And then I found out is because I was putting patterns like on the sleeves, and characters need to bend their arms and turn in space, and it, I was making it insanely difficult for production to animate. I was like, you need to tell me because I don't know anything. But you're so cool that they were like, could you make the sweater simpler? And you were like, yeah, sure, I don't. I was like, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's my vision that they're plaid, so better be plaid. All plaid, all the time. Um, speaking of people with visions across all time and space, uh, we were going to talk about Martha Stewart's Instagram for oh one my second. God. Just oh my to God. Wrap up. That's what I'm really here for today. Uh, we're both fans. We're both fans. I, I like when I'm looking at a picture of hers and I'm like, what are people going to comment on this? And then I see you've made a comment <laughs> and you're like, and you're like tagging everyone, you know, you're like, oh my God, this is brutal. You got to check this one out. Yeah. Just today she was like, this restaurant's great when you have a craving for calves livers. <laughs> yeah. It's not what you would she necessarily expect from her Instagram. It's not cozy at all. It's very bleak and no, goth. She is casually violent. <laughs> <laughs> she really respects the violence of nature. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Whenever something bad goes down, like, in her life, she documents it and shares it with the world. She posted that picture that was something, it was like a bird eating a donkey or something. Yeah. And she was just like, this is nature. It's yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's kind of like, uh, wait, who's that documentary? Werner Herzog? She's a Werner Herzog. That's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. She's a grizzly woman. What a pair they would be. <laughs> He should do a documentary about yeah. her. No, because she has this whole secret life where she's just... And even the pictures of her house, it's just like, here is like a crazy giant marble hallway that like yeah. no one is in. And like, I... 
this is my domain. I want to meet her so bad, but I'd be yeah. terrified. No, she seems cool. I feel like mm. she'd be cool. I think she's a troll. Like, I think she likes to, to troll people and poke at them because she knows she's better than them. Yeah, but then you would just, like, wow her with some horse riding skills, and she'd be like, <laughs> okay, like, let us ride. <laughs> and then we'd both ride off into the forest together. See? Oh. It's already happening. My dream. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lisa, and thanks, everybody, for coming out. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah, check out Coyote Dog Girl. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.